Good evening and welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. My name is Jack Mancini and I'm here with my partner Adam Sunhalter. We've been partners for 15 years in, in the field of business coaching. We have a company called Maximum Value Partners. The purpose of our visit here tonight, and we're here every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m., is to talk about dirty secrets of small business. We're going to conduct a lot of discussion built around the how question. That's one of the key key questions that, that plague every small business owner. And we, we deal with small business owners, and we define that as a business owner who has from from uh, 1 to 25 employees. And with that, <laughs> I'm going to talk about <laughs> what am I going to do. I'm going to introduce you to my partner, Adam Sundholder. Tonight we have a great show. We're going to be talking about political correctness and all the plagues and wondrousness, although we, we find that side of the ledger pretty tough to find. But uh, we're going to talk about it, see where it goes. And we'd love you guys to join us, whoever whoever feels uh, strong enough about it. What do you say, Adam? Absolutely. We have, uh, as you said, a very fun, interesting topic, something we've covered before on the show in, in a certain measure, but it's one of those topics you can't cover in just a simple hour. And there's a lot to it, and uh, you're invited, as Jack said, to be part of the part of the show, as always. There's lots of ways to get a hold of us. You can get us live here in the studio every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 p.m., 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-9468. You can tweet at us. Our, our company page for Maximum Value Partners is at MaximumVP. For Jack Mancini, you can get him at, at JackMMVP. And for me, you can get me at Adam Sunhalter, at Adam Sunhalter. Also, email is a good way to get a hold of us, radio at MaximumVP.com, or go to our website, MaximumVP.com forward slash how, H-O-W, as Jack was talking about, the how questions. There's a form that will come up. You can submit your question or comments, and we'll be able to get those on the air as well. So let's jump into this. You know, the, the topic we're going to talk about tonight is how do you eradicate political correctness? And I think like many things, um, the whole concept of political correctness really comes from a good place. I think many things do. I think most people, for the uh, for the most part, are good, well-intentioned yeah, well people. Intentioned. Yeah, I would agree with that. But things often get lost along the way, or the meaning of it, or how things are originally started to where they to where they end up. And so, spent some time trying to put together like a pros and a cons list about about political correctness. What could be really good? And I got to say, it's about a five to one ratio of bad to good in terms Jeez, of that's cons. That, that's, that's not bad. I thought it would be more like <laughs> 25 to one. <laughs> well, I have trouble too because even some of my pros, I can put some cons right on them and give the kind of flip side. Sort of, well. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this <laughs> is it, but, right you know. Piggy bank. Okay. Yeah. You know. Hey, let, let me give you a definition out of Webster Dictionary. All right. About political correctness. Oh, are you talking about Webster, the, the show from the 1980s with Emmanuel Lewis? That Webster? <laughs> No. Yes, that's 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 the, the Webster. You, you nailed what it. What did he say on the show? I, I want to hear about this, Jack. This is his definition. All right. Okay. Political correctness, conforming to a belief that language and practices, which and this is key, and I'll go over this again, which languages and practices which could offend political sensibilities, such as sex or or uh, 
race. Those might be, there, there are more, but just take those two as an example. Okay, they're saying those should be eliminated. Let me read this again. Hold on. I, I, I heard politics, sex, and race. Is that the definition? That's correct, though. All right. Politics, that, sex, and race. So this would be a great show. I'm, I'm looking forward to this right, check. Conforming <laughs> to a belief that language and practices which could offend political sensibilities should be eliminated. That's could offend. Could and should, huh? Could offend. Should yes, be eliminated. Should be eliminated. So okay. that's the goal of these well-intentioned people. And as noble as that is, we got 300 million people. I don't know how many adults. Probably 300 million, close to it in this country. Um, everyone has an opinion, and they've been feeling more and more empowered to express their opinion in crazy ways. Uh, crazy by my definition, I'm sure by their definition, not crazy. So what happens is we get a whole bunch of the the feeling is chaos. If everyone can be offended, how in the world can I say anything to anybody? <laughs> I mean, really, you know, I mean, just the way I talk, just the, you know, the the inflections, the, you know, you, the words I choose, the way I say it, uh, I, it's impossible to to walk down the street and basically not be offending somebody if they so desire to be offended. The fact that you're walking around with a smile on your face, Jack, people wonder what's going on. What's he smiling about? That's right. What's he they'll, so happy about? They'll, they'll definitely feel offended with that because I'm thinking something about them that I shouldn't, right? So, so, so political sensibilities, that was the, that was the term? Okay. Could offend political Confirming sensibilities? A belief that language and practices which could offend political sensibilities should be eliminated. So I can't, you know, so you get these things that it doesn't really mean anything. The, the idea of political sensibilities, what, as it relates to politics, as it relates to just interaction with, well, with, with saying, other yeah, human beings? Two examples, sex and race. Uh, those would be, so if, if we're saying the, the language and practices we may offend somebody along the lines of sex and race. So if I go, so if I go back and I watch <laughs> some stand-up comedy from Richard Pryor in the '70s or Eddie Murphy in the '80s, that that would right now be politically incorrect because it'd be because it would be offensive on those fronts. That's correct. People would would. Uh, I I, no, I have one big quote, but wait. Okay, I'll get to that in a minute. Okay, you're you're absolutely right. People in that audience today would be offended. And if they're offended, what's the recourse? I got a bunch of questions. We can mix them up. Okay, what's the recourse if you're offended? Okay, that's that's a big one. And who determines who determines political correctness? Is there the Nazi police, if that's the right word, or is it a more angelic police? Is that a good thing or not? Who determines? Who sets the standards? I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, if there's anybody out there who knows, I'd love to hear from you, because I don't know, that's for sure. Yeah, sure, give us a shout, 440-946-9468. I, I don't know, Jack, it could be a combination of uh, the media, however we define that, between uh, radio, television, printed media, and then the idea of social media, which is a big one, too. I think uh, there's been a lot of power for social media. When things kind of get out there, people will react, because at the end of the day, Anybody, even even guys like you, you, you and me, Jack, and you know, we can have a voice to whoever and put it out there, and it'll be heard and kind of make things start to happen and start to create a a viral effect where people start to kind of glom onto something, and they'll free expression is kind of put it out, just put it out there, and so somehow it gets picked up. People will will then use peer pressure. 
I guess, uh, in terms of what they ha- have as their own uh, political sensibilities. I mean, you and I aren't a couple of uh, stupid guys here, and we can't figure this out. We don't know how. I mean, you're explaining a process, I would agree. But who keeps score? Who finally says, hey, we hit uh, 35 million people who are offended by this, and therefore this is now considered politically incorrect? Uh, you know, how, how does that come about? So why, why can't I say exactly what's on my mind whenever I have it on my mind? Why right. can't I do that? So let me make this point for our audience. Here. I mean, this is coming to mind, Jack. So try to think about, depending what your age is, maybe you've got parents or grandparents or, or great-grandparents that were born in the early 1900s, perhaps even before then. So try to think back about how they talked, mm-hmm. the stories they told, the way they presented themselves, and just how things were. And you may even have that today still. You may have, you know, aunts, uncles, you know, just different folks that when you get together for family gatherings. And usually what happens in those settings is that's one of the rare places, I think, left in the planet where people will feel comfortable enough to kind of just be themselves between close family and friends. But even there, it gets kind of... It gets murky it, now. It can, too. yeah. yeah sure. But you're, more, you're more, more likely to see, or, or I think that's the most likely place to see people freely expressing themselves in, I guess, a relatively consequence-free environment. That's the right way to kind of express that, Jack? No, that's a good way. You know, you said family and friends. Family yeah. and, and close friends. Because, yeah. again, you know, the, the fact that you've got 627 friends on Facebook or whatever it's going to be, those aren't friends. Okay, To me, in, uh, if, you, if you study anybody or, or if you think about it all, if you have a handful of true friends, these are folks you can... Be who you are. Say what you want to say. Doesn't mean they're always going to agree with you or like you or, or, or support you, but they're going to be with you because they know that's part of who you are with all your warts and everything else. And you got to be comfortable doing that. I, I think people used to be comfortable being that way to a certain extent. I guess I, I'm, tr- I'm still trying to wrap my mind around this whole political sensibilities oh, and how was, culture has changed. Sure. I mean, the, the, the culture was... Literally to say what would be deemed today offensive, uh, you know, I, I could offend you because of your ethnicity or you're, you're taller than me or you're bald or whatever it is, and you'd give it right back to me. Today, if I do that to you, and again, I don't know where, this, where, where the judges come from, you know, if I were to make you feel bad, put that in quotes, uh, according to somebody's standards, not mine, I'm jostling with you. Is that the right word? Yeah, I'm, jostling you. Yeah. I'm I'm screwing around with you, and you're going to give it back to me, and that's okay. That's the give and take that certainly used to to be the case when I was a kid growing up. Well, it's um, still it's still the case, Jack. I got yes, I, I, right, I have an 11 right. year old and a 14 year old. You know, you, you have a grandson who's 20 or 19, 19 and, right. and another one's eight or nine, right? And so I see what these kids are doing. You know, I coach a lot of their sports. I'm involved. I overhear conversations. That all the things that you're talking about, the same things I grew up with. I think it's part natural. That's how how kids are as they're exploring stuff. You know, it's not because it's not certainly being modeled out there in terms of you know, the, the broad public. Because most of the parents aren't talking that way. You aren't <laughs> seeing it and hearing it. So it's it's. I think there are certain things that are innate. I think innately we're you know we are curious, maybe uncomfortable with things that are different from us. Okay, so whether it be, be people look different from us, act different from us, sound different from us. Um, I think people are, are naturally, you know, liable to kind of maybe poke fun at it or kind of or kind of yeah, to diffuse the stress that comes with that. You right. know, to come come with somebody different, uh, 
and doing different things. That, that's a stress creator if I don't know it, if I'm not familiar with it. So, you know, to, to strike out with, with a joke or to make fun. You know, this whole idea of political correctness has evolved into bullying and, and all these things which, which freeze, freeze normal activity. Eventually we're going to get to how this affects business. We are, but, yeah. But, we'll, uh, we'll delve into a little bit after we come back yeah. from our first break here, Jack. It's kind of, we'll delve into that and some of the, the impacts. I think some of which are positive, but most of them I think which are negative of, of this whole political correctness thing. So stay tuned to hear more, more about that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And we are business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. Stay tuned, yes, for more Dirty <laughs> Secrets. <laughs> Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. Hey, and I want to thank all you listeners out there tonight. You're, you're, hearing, you're staying here with us to uh, listen to our hour-long program, which started at 7.30, rather than listen to the Cleveland Indians who are playing for the division championship. Um, well, it'll start for a few minutes, Jack. We're okay. We okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's... Uh, they but get anyway, some, they can get some good talk before yeah, they get some good don't, baseball. Don't try to get hammy on the on the uh, radio and and you know hear the warm ups. I'm glad you're with us. I'd like you to be part of the program too. We'll yeah, give us a give tonight. us a call four four zero nine four six nine four six eight again four four zero nine four six nine four six eight. We kind of teed up here in the first segment our our topic for today our how question is how do you eradicate political correctness and. What may have appeared as some kind of rambling back and forth between Jack and I in the first segment really kind of makes the point in terms of trying to define what political correctness is. I think there are certain definitions that you can look up, and Jack was given the one from uh, Emmanuel Lewis and the and the show Webster from back in the 1980s. Emmanuel Lewis and the Starlights. Yes, yeah, and uh, I think it made the point that you know, there's a certain definition there, but I think we all have our own version of what political correctness might mean in terms of the political sensibilities and kind of where do you draw the lines. I guess as, as I try to look at some of the pros and cons of what this is trying to achieve, I think one of the pros it does achieve is kind of giving you pause before you speak a little bit. So somebody's going to say something, and, and maybe for natural reaction, is just kind of just, you know, the first thing on your mind, just kind of spit it out. To perhaps give yourself a couple seconds to pause and say, okay, how do I want to say something? That could be viewed as a positive way in terms of, you know, trying to assess your audience in terms of who you're talking to. And I think as I, was, as I was I was giving some examples earlier, Jack, for people to kind of think back to to, to, to parents and grandparents and great grandparents, the, the 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 difference was back in that time, the proliferation of media wasn't what it is today. True. So, if you know if Uncle Bob is kind of spouting off you know racial slurs or demeaning a a, a different ethnic group or or, or or a different handicap group, whatever it might be. Well, chances are the only people that heard that were his family, his maybe his neighbors, perhaps his coworkers, and it didn't go any further than that. I don't know. Way back, well, it depends on how far back you want to go. Go back a hundred years, back to the early. Oh, 90s. certainly, the, every everyone kind of uh, thought the same way. I'll bet you uh, one out of five thousand would be offended with with the stuff that went on. Well, oh, my point is, it wasn't like all of a sudden it's going to be talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 the circles of influence that people had are very different than they are today in terms of our connectivity, That's, right? You're, you're absolutely right. To, to use historical standards, 
all right, to use today's standards to evaluate historical standards is absolutely ridiculous. So the world that existed certainly 100 years from uh, ago, even 50 years ago, you know, is altogether different than it is today in so many ways. Well, how about the, the, the world that existed about 525 years ago? 525 years ago. Help me. Columbus sailed the ocean blue in oh, 1492. That's right. I know him. So we got, a good Italian. we got a lot of discussions about Columbus Day versus Indigenous People Day and everything else. And people looking, to your point, Jack, the prism of today and placing on 500-plus years ago as far as where things were. <laughs> okay? And so the way people acted with things that, that were done, much like what's going back, and people go back and look at the, the, the founding of this country over 200 years ago, the fact that most folks were slave owners. That was how things were back, you know, back in that time. Looking back to the Civil War and stuff, and stuff that was being done back then, and how, yeah, how things are, are kind of portrayed. There was a recent news article about a uh, a new firefighter in Detroit, <laughs> who, you know, when you get assigned to your to your new station, usually you bring a gift, maybe a box of donuts, something like that. He decided to bring a watermelon for his for his comrades. All right. Something a little bit healthier, nice right? Hot July day, sure. And wouldn't you know it, he got fired. <laughs> he got fired for bringing a watermelon to work, Jack. Why in the world? Well, I'm not. Well, the stated, well, I'm never the stated surprised, but you the, know, the stated the, reason was that you know about 85, 90 percent of his coworkers were are black. Oh boy! And they quote, I was I was reading something on social media, and you can look this up on social media or online and see it, or we'll put some stuff in our podcast notes about it. But uh, they said, hey, you know, this goes back to an article or or, or the way that 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 black Americans were portrayed back around the Civil War time, and they talk about watermelon and fried chicken. It's like <laughs> I love watermelon and fried chicken. So what? I, 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 How is that I offensive? I, well, it's, it's, my, my point is that they're, they're they're going back to you know 150 plus years ago to kind of bring up today to a guy who's simply having an act of trying to kindness to bring to his his fellow workers or something. Hey, it was a, it was a it was a ginormous watermelon. Jack, the, the, the thing was this big. I mean, I'm pointing out it's like three feet long. It was it was huge, a nice little bow on it and everything else. So he's trying to do do the right thing and be a little different, um, and. Maybe he has a he has a watermelon farm. I have no idea. But he, here he is. And he's getting fired about it, and they questioned the the chief of police and said it was is is bringing a watermelon offensive. He said to some people. So oh, to your boy. point, Jack, if I'm going to offend some people, and the consequence of that are, is going to be I'm going to get fired for it, well, what's likely to happen? And this is one of the negative things of, of political correctness. Well, I'm no. likely to, to not only not why pause before speaking. I may not speak at all. That's right. Well, even even your example, there, there. I'm going to guess. This is purely a guess. There was no none of his buddies in the firehouse complained. It was somebody worried about political correctness and taking preemptive, a preemptive move to squelch any possible consequences that could come from such a silly thing. I, I'm going to guess versus well, three or four people are, are totally offended with that. And even if they are, you know, it's the workplace we're talking about. You know, bring bring everyone in a room and say, look, look, folks, come on. This is being carried along too far. And it is, you know, for something like that. That's absolutely silly. Well, no offense meant no offense should be taken. No, I don't, I'm sure everybody in our listening audience knows a fireman or two. Okay. My, my father-in-law was a fireman for 37 years. And these are men and women who, who, who go running into burning buildings and everybody else is running out. And so they face death pretty much every day. And you know, they aren't sure if they're coming home after that. And so they have a pretty high-stress job compared to most of us. <laughs> and so part of the way they, they help to deal with that is through a lot of humor and, 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 uh, 
and joshing around of each other. Okay, it's, it's a very jocular group in terms of how they again they how they deal with stress because it's, again it's a, it's a very high stress job, and so to to come in and josh around with stuff like that is very normal. Even if it's Josh Brown versus being serious, like okay, so that's just part of the culture, right? That's right. And so we're trying to get everybody into you know, the, the, the different pockets and groups have different cultures and ways of doing things. And so, if I'm not offending anybody, I'm probably not saying anything of consequence. So if I don't say anything of consequence, why am I speaking at all? What's no the way, point? Bringing a watermelon in isn't too much of a, a consequential act, you know. You wouldn't think, but I'm trying to think. Okay, what, what else should I or should I not do? Yeah, that's this is the whole point. Yeah, we, we freeze up, yeah. and so we say nothing, right? So again, that's why as I look at try to think about the the, the, the positives, you know, a positive of a political correctness being kind of pausing before you speak, taking it to the, an extreme like this. Well, I'm not going to say anything. I, I'm, I'm going to pause and and let's put a little business spin on this thing in terms of being in that work environment because this, this is a work environment jack here he is coming excited coming to a new job he put all the time and effort into training to become a fireman it's not easy to to, to do that physically got a test to pass okay so it, it's a big deal and all of a sudden snap a finger being taken away by by this gesture so the ability to, to to freely speak your mind to freely speak your mind and debate and discuss stuff and not worried about offending people but worrying about trying to be able to express yourself in a way that somebody else is going to understand you so there's a there's a there's a um, uh, famous song that you know for those of you who who've been to church or maybe or been to church in your past or go to church that you know talks about from St. Francis of of seek to understand versus be understood. So most people don't try to understand somebody. If 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 what you're saying is offending me, I shut down. Or I label you some way or, or a different way. We're but, trying to understand. But it's how not, did you come to that conclusion, real. Jack? It's not real. I, I What's mean, not it's real? not a real offense. It's not. It, it's. I'm going to call it conjured up. There, there's a responsibility in this country for speaking your mind and the consequences that may or may not come from that. And and basically, you know, I, I should be able to say what I want to say. And some things might be truly, truly offensive but for the most part most are not it's it's little things like we're talking about ethnicity uh, physical appearances this kind of stuff and what'll happen especially with the frickin news media they'll take one example there's billions of of interaction activities between people during the day i can find a case of abuse or true sour sour sorrow or an, an issue that, that basically is going to be offensive and it'll be thrown back to me as, well, what would you do or would you like this to happen to you? Of course I wouldn't. You know, some things I wouldn't want to happen to me. But the fact is I have to understand that I can't always have my way. I can't make people feel terrible because I have my rights. I have my, my ability to feel offended I'm not really offended, but hey, Adam, here's an opportunity to, for me to feel offended. So I'm going to get all over you. I don't even know you, but I'm going to make you feel bad because you offended me. Who's the, who's the arbitrator of this stuff? Who gets the last call for being offended? I don't know. Is it the court of public opinion? Well, how? I mean, how does that evolve? It's a, is it I don't know. Well, what happened? This this firefighter example, Jack, yeah, on social okay. media, people were pushing back. They said, hey, guess what? White people like like uh, watermelon or fried chicken, too, or so do Asian people. So do we, we, yeah, It's like 
hey, come on, guys, get get with you know get with the program here. And so usually, are the masses smarter? But the, the issue is, will the masses speak up? No, but you know, we we dumb down the standards to to the to the poor slock sitting in the corner who's offended because uh, watermelon and fried chicken are a stereotypical stereotypical depiction of years gone by. They they don't count today, but they weren't offensive then. They were fun then. Now they're offensive. Well, who deemed them to be offensive? You know, I have Italian heritage. There's all kinds of things that I could all of a sudden get up in arms about and say, this is wrong, you're offending me. And I, I don't. I mean, I, I go with the flow. You know, people people don't usually come out with the intention to hurt. They say stuff, usually in good nature. And that good nature is a poke, a joke, and I can give it right back. And that's what fun is, at yeah. least one definition of fun. Oh. But, of course, there could be somebody right down the hall who, whose definition of fun is not that. And therein lies the problem with much of what's going on in our culture today. So there's a process. we got where we come up to, to break here in a second, Jack. But there's a process that growing up, as I was referring to earlier, which we, we both of us went through, I think most everybody listening went through, and my kids are going through right now, which helps to thicken the skin a bit. Because you're born with relatively thin skin, but you kind of give it, you know, the kids give it to each other quite a bit. And you learn to kind of take things, not take them so personally or get so upset about it. I think it's a very important skill, coping skill, to learn to be able to survive what can often be a pretty pretty difficult life at times. So <clears throat> stay tuned. When we come back from break, we're, we'll get we'll, we'll get more into this and, again, continue to connect it to what it means for your business and, and, and how do you get and eradicate political correctness from your business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we're with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches. We help owners of small businesses defined as 1 to 25 employees get unstuck from a state of how. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Now I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. I'm Jack Mancini, and we are business coaches with Maximum Value Partners, in case you haven't been listening or just tuned in. And I guess if you weren't listening, you are just tuning in. Uh, That's right. By default, you're right, Jack. (laughs) Maximum Value Partners. We help uh, owners of small companies, 1 to 25 employees, get unstuck from a state of how. There's very little we haven't seen in our 15 years of coaching. That's right. We always welcome you to be part of our show here. We're here live every Wednesday from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can get a hold of us here in the studio, 440-946-9468. You can tweet at us at at MaximumVP, at JackMMVP, or at Adam Sonhalter. Email is radio at MaximumVP.com, or hit us up on the website, MaximumVP.com forward slash how. So lots of ways for you to be part of the show, whether it be today's show or future shows. Love to hear from you. and. We have a topic tonight we've been kind of going through is in terms of how to eradicate political correctness from your business. And we've given some history on it in terms of where, where that whole idea comes from and try to give some pluses and minuses of it. And I want to give an example of one of the, the, the minuses. And, and, and as trying to think about you know, one of the, the, the side effects of political correctness is we can tend to soften things too much. And if you soften things so much, often the message gets missed. And when I say soften it, the idea is you're trying to soften it so the person who's hearing the message doesn't get hurt or upset or feel bad about what you're trying to tell them. 
And so uh, a real simple example of this, you know, I've seen quite a few episodes of a show called Park and Recreation, pretty funny show. And one of the main characters in there is, is played by Rob Lowe. And he's a very outgoing, very likable guy. He's a politician in, in Indianapolis, and he's dating this girl. And I came into the show, and, and, and it was kind of an awkward early scene where the two of them were talking in his office, and she kind of went in for like a, a, a hug or a kiss, and he kind of gave her like the cold shoulder kind of thing or kind of gave her his cheek kind of thing. And she's looking, you know, flashing back, talking to friends like, oh, it's kind of strange how he kind of treated me this morning, talking to friends about it. And about halfway through the show, there was a flashback to a few weeks ago where the two of them were sitting on the couch and, and Rob Lowe was basically explaining to her uh, in very soft terms about how, you, you know, how they had to kind of break up, right? But he did, it, he did it so softly that the message didn't hit she didn't for even a couple know of weeks. Yeah, didn't even know for a couple of weeks, Jack. And it, it didn't hit until they had this awkward kind of uncomfortable moment in his office. Like, he, he dumped me, right? It's like, well, okay, so how on earth... Whether you're an owner of a company, you work for a company, you're managing people, how can you effectively manage people? Again, I'm, I'm all for trying to you know, gather yourself, pause before you're speaking a little bit to think about who I'm talking to. Do I need to be more direct with somebody, you know, given their style? Do I be a little softer? But after trying to be soft a few times, it's something I just got to be able to say what I have to say. Sure, so you absolutely. Hear it and not be worried about offending you or bringing you to tears or whatever else is going to be, or you're going to you know, badmouth me to somebody else. And and it's very difficult to be effective in that kind of situation. Sure it is. If, if you know, you as the owner of a company want your employees to be productive, and that productivity basically comes about through many different things, but one of the biggest things is, is, is communication. And you have to talk to your group in different ways depending on the circumstances. And sometimes it's going to be harder and tougher. And if you have the luxury, sometimes it'll be quite soft. And in any event, if, if an employee is in the group who is looking to be offended or is easily offended, that's going to stymie the, the creativity of the group. And I, as a business owner, don't want that. I want my... my my uh, employees to speak freely and tell me when there's a problem tell me what's on their mind and let's let's debate going back and forth and sometimes it can get uh let's say a little testy and with that all of a sudden the sensibilities start to uh, wallow up in tears or something else and uh that is so distressing you know where where would my right as the business owner come in here you know, does the, the least, does the least or the most weakest chain in the link or link in the chain basically determine who gets the, the, gets all the pity and gets all the accommodations and what do I do as the owner? Have to stand back and just walk out of the room or be pilloried or be something that, that, uh, it's wrong. I, I, political correctness is, I'll call it a cancer in the business place. That's how strongly I feel about it. Yeah, I think most people are are afraid of being too direct for the the, the idea of being accused of being mean. But <clears throat> it's 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 hardly a week will go by when when Jack and I are coaching our clients that we don't hear this. And again, the uh, those in your audience or owners listening to this, you probably said a version of this yourself, which is, you know, you're sitting down talking to one of your one of your team members and you're explaining what what you'd like to have done and and you know you know some idea it, it could be almost anything as it relates to what you do from your product or, or, or delivering your service or 
or doing some research, whatever it might be, you know, change your IT system, something, right? You kind of say, hey, here's what, what I'd like to be able to kind of do is that seems to be good. And your, and your, 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 your team member says, sounds great, no problem, right? And not five minutes later, that same team member will walk out of your office, you know, go down to talk to somebody else and say, she's crazy. We can't do this, whatever this might be. An hour goes by, and all of a sudden the message finally comes back to you through whoever the, whoever the person who gets anointed in your company. And we deal with a lot of family companies, so that may often be a, a sibling or a spouse or a, or, or, or a child or a parent where, again, the, the message, you know, one of those people usually is a little, maybe easier to talk to or more approachable. That's, that, that, that message will eventually get back to the, to the owner and say, well, here, what you just discussed an, an hour ago and got agreement upon from, from one of your key team members that said, no problem, you know, get, we could get that done. You're finding out that actually no, they can't get this thing done, right? Well, how, how does that how does that happen? How, you know, how do people just sit and 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 lie to my face about about what they think's going to be done? Well, they, they, they don't want to they don't want to offend you, or they 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 may not worry because there's lines that are always being crossed here. You know, I I don't know. I mean, if we're we're talking about political correctness being something that people don't want to do for fear of offending somebody's sensibilities. So if if I'm, like you say, if I'm trying to be soft and cover it up, I never really make a statement that has any consequences, really, because I'm not saying anything. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to soften it up, and I, I'm not really focused hard on what has to be done for the best of the company. I'm focused more on making sure I say the right things. So if you've offended me, I'm going to walk out of there. And what is my recourse now? What consequences? Uh, depends on depends on the company. If you work for a bigger company, that's why I think <laughs> HR departments have run amok and they, they continue to kind of build up and get bigger. If it's a smaller company, that's where uh, a lot of lawsuits come from. Also, people will, will sue for uh, wrongful termination, discrimination, whatever it is. Guaranteed out of the million-plus lawyers that exist in this country alone, you can find somebody, Jack, that's willing to kind of take on your case to be able to, to, to sue your current or former employer, sure. whether the case has any merit or not, but to kind of get it with the idea, hey, we'll try to get some sort of settlement, get an insurance company to pay off, something to get they get me taken care of or at least get me you know, by with... You know, well, with, the with, justice with, system will take care of that. It'll balance everything, <laughs> right? I mean, isn't that what it's for? Isn't that the... Uh, that's yeah, the idea. Just, you know, I... I think I was telling you earlier, you know, about a year ago, a little over that, uh, uh, Google was, was sued in a class, class action suit. And uh, they, they manipulated and were doing something illegal, it was deemed, with uh, AdWords, if you know what those are. Um, but, you know, we had used AdWords in the, in the time period that was in question here, so we filled out a little form. And and uh, we're waiting for our settlement. We were abused by the system, and there was a big class action suit, millions of people involved around the world. And we got our check today. And you know what our check was? What do you th- well, what do you think it was? At? I don't know if you heard me. You, you might have. I did. I guessed $12. That was my guess, Jack. And it, uh, Adam was pretty close. He's pretty good with that stuff. It actually was $11.32. <sighs> Uh, if no. I was on the price is right, I'd be, I'd be off the show because I went above the, the, the number. That, but I was close, okay. yeah. But uh, we know the lawyers will get tens, maybe hundreds of, eh, I don't know if hundreds, but certainly tens of millions of dollars for settling this class action suit and doling out the, 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 the victor's uh, winnings here, if you will, to us to come down to an $11 check. Right. 
That was worth it, boy. Boy, you, worth, it, worth it for the lawyers, right? And, yeah. You I feel mean, better, don't you? We showed Google, didn't we? Yeah, the tens of thousands of dollars you spent on Google, that's fantastic, isn't it? Well, let me come back <laughs> to my pros and cons list here, Jack. I had another pro. One of the, the, the pros is uh, of political correctness is it protects people from getting their feelings hurt. And then I kind of thought about that a little bit. Like, okay, well, let me ask you this. What's, what's wrong with being offended or upset? or feeling pain or discomfort. It's part of the human uh, condition, isn't it? The human experience? Well, it's part of the, part of the grow, growing pains, right? Growth process. And, uh, and one of the things you've said to me years ago, which I've been wrestling with for a long time, is you know, given my style, one of the things I do not like to do is to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's not natural for me. <clears throat> you told me years ago, you said, hey, you gotta stop trying to be right all the time and make mistakes. You haven't done Almost, that yet. <laughs> I know. You said, you, said, you said make mistakes on purpose. And for those of you listening, I know you, that for those of you whose style is like mine, you can understand this, this, this challenge I have, which is the idea of trying to make mistakes on purpose, Jack, is just so foreign to me. My, you know, my <laughs> mind's been racing for years trying to figure out how to do that. But I had, a, I, I had a, some, some insight to that a little earlier today, which is one of the things that I do is I'm very conscious to go out of my natural comfort zone and push myself into things that are not natural for me or that are new for me. With the idea of knowing that I'm going to make a bunch of mistakes as part of that. I won't do it on purpose, but it's just the natural the, the natural uh, evolution of trying to grow and, and get better at something sure, or to try something new. Sure, bring yourself in unfamiliar surroundings. So right? by doing that, I'm going to make mistakes. And I'm going to learn from those mistakes and try to apply some of those things I can back to other parts of my life. So I haven't I haven't found that button yet or the switch in order to kind of make make it okay and I'll feel okay <laughs> about making mistakes on purpose, Jack. But I was thinking I was like it, it's it's important to have that. It's important to to understand. Okay, if somebody's offending me, to try to understand again to seek to understand before being understood. Help me understand where you're coming from that you're making a statement like that, Jack. So let me understand where that's coming from, and that's. That's not encouraged today. Not at it's all. It's encouraged to shut people down, and 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 unfortunately, one of the 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 the, the very big challenges, and again, with a, with with the teenage son, soon to be teenage daughter, I'm trying to deal with this in the age that they're growing up in, is a lot of the interaction or the the conflicts that happen do not happen face to face. They happen screen to screen. Whatever apps are on, or you know, texting or email, whatever it might be, there, it's electronic device that's there. And it's amazing things that get said that two human beings sitting across the table from each other would never say to each other, get typed away and are, are captured somewhere, some server somewhere, for basically ever. It's there and recorded, right? And you and I can have a fight, Jack, and, and say awful things to each other and then you know get beyond that and move on. That's right. right? That's but if right. all of a sudden it's down in writing, it's here and uh, the rest of the world's watching or things are happening, all of a sudden, how do you recover from something like that? Hey, I, you said blah 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 on date. Oh, oh, okay, well, I was very emotional in this, and because we're human, we we we, we get so emotional. What? I want to be offended, and I'll continue to be offended. And you're a bad guy, Adam. How do we? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know. Where so much is evolving in the culture today, and it's spurred on by you know the huge gap. There's a huge gap. Things are changing so fast that we can't as a as a, a culture keep up with it. You know, and so new rules are being developed, and I I do have faith that political correctness will run its course, only because it's so stupid. It it is just fundamentally flawed. 
that that you keep empowering people who are basically ignorant and and uh you know do things that are are given the full basic benefit of of society and and uh, they were offended like that's the worst thing that can happen a minor offense they're a major offense however one determines that none none of us everything we talk about needs definition and rules and who's doing that i'll come back to that who's setting the standards well, well, i have no idea adam oh uh, well, while we finish up we, we we have a break coming up here jack when we come back from our from, our, from our, our break our last break of the show here let's talk about how do we change the world how do we influence the world okay. to make this start to happen okay All so right. stay tuned to hear more about that i'm adam sunhalter and i'm jack mancini yeah join us and uh, let's change the world together here folks stay tuned for more dirty secrets of small business on integrity radio wint 1330 a.m 101.5 fm and online at wintradio.com Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. We are with Maximum Value Partners. That's our company. We're business coaches, and we deal with small businesses, 1 to 25 employees, any industry. So what do you think, Adam, as we we're here we talking, on the final turn? That's here. right. We're here talking about how to eradicate political correctness and really to get it from your business. And at the, going out in the break, I said, how, how, we, how can we change the world? And... What I learned at a very young age is the, the way you sort of change the world is start making the change of the world where you can influence stuff. So you look at your circle of influence, you look at your wh- where you are. And so our big circle of influence is, is in small business. For those of you who own a company, that's your circle of influence to start with. Your company, and there's ways for you to change your company, what goes on, how you conduct business, and encourage folks to speak up, to talk freely, to talk frankly, to make it a safe place for people to talk about stuff. And to not always have to worry about agreeing on things, but to help facilitate the kind of discussions that are going to not only foster very good relationships that are going to stand the test of time, but have successful company that's growing because you're getting the best insights, the best from everybody who's part of your organization. And when you've got 6, 8, 10, 15 people as part of your organization, that's a lot of good minds to kind of put the work towards things. If you can get everybody engaged and feel free to talk about stuff, and to know that everybody has the best interest of the organization in mind and trying to get those things figured out. And you gotta be able to encourage those kind of things to start to happen. And you and you gotta do it by leading by example as the owner to speak freely about stuff, to talk to your team about not worry about being offended or or to, to, to feel hurt or upset. And you aren't gonna always like each other that way about certain things. You may not you aren't gonna always agree. You shouldn't always agree. If you're always agreeing, chances are you aren't doing all the right things. You're gonna have to have some some friction as part of any kind of growth that's going to happen. Well, we, we like to uh, say we help people get unstuck from a state of how. So how do you do this stuff? Well, let me, let me sort of walk through an example here. Now, tonight, for 45-plus minutes, we've been trying to define political correctness, looking at the, the plus side and the negative side. We don't have real you know, enough time to do it justice. But in, in on, as far as the ledger goes, we're probably on the, the con side rather than the pro. But we can see the sense of, of both sides. So I, as the owner, don't always have to be driving hard for business in, in, the, in the sense of more production, more sales, more profits. I mean, that's, you know, that, that's my job as CEO owner. But I also have to enlighten my, my team and make my team better by by opening new avenues of thought 
So what's wrong? Here, here's a how solution. What's wrong with bringing my key employees? If, you know, I, I don't have a lot of employees if I'm a small business owner. And suggest to them, we're going to have a meeting next Friday. I'll bring the pizza or the lunch, and we're going to spend a couple hours talking about political correctness. If anyone doesn't want to be part of that discussion, they don't have to. So picture whoever comes is curious enough, at least, to want to be part of that discussion. And let's talk about what's, what's positive about political correctness, what's negative. Start with how do we define it, and can we define it? Can we come to some consensus in this room what it's all about? And what we're going to do, I'd be willing to bet a lot of money on this with anybody who's listening, that basically we're going to find that we don't understand what political correctness is and how it works, much like Adam and I did tonight. We're, we're searching, we're open-minded, we're pretty smart people, and so are most of our business owners out there, and so are their employees. So what a great discussion. And the whole objective is to understand it better, and with that understanding, my employees together are going to feel, I, I don't like the word bond, but it's probably an appropriate word here, they're going to go through something that is going to still be open-ended even after a couple of hours. And what happens is you can get closer with this, and you do improve communications because communication is extremely difficult. And political correctness and the definition and discussion of it really brings that point home very well. Well, one of the let me give this example here, Jack. We had a, a show a few weeks ago you know, that was dealing with all the stuff going on in the NFL, and we called it to kneel or not to kneel, and how do you deal with that? And, the basic tenor of the show is talking about really the poor leadership that was going on from the NFL standpoint, from a, a coaching standpoint, from the from the uh, the ownership standpoint. And there's been developments in the last couple of weeks that continue to kind of go on. And most recently, it was Jerry Jones, who's the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, and he came out. And what he did is he quoted the policy of the NFL, which talked about what players are to do during the national anthem to stand. And he tells them, you know, that you got to stand. Here's how you stand, and if you don't, here are the consequences for it. Could be fines, could be you know different different things. And Jerry Jones came out and said, "Hey, if you know anybody in the Dallas Cowboys does not stand for the national anthem, they'll be benched." Then he had a meeting, and he had a meeting with his players, closed door meeting with his players to talk about stuff. Told him to you know a version of what you're talking about, Jack. Hey, bring some questions you've got, some concerns you've got to kind of talk to Jerry Jones about it. Going to have a discussion about what's kind of going on. And so he's trying to explain to them that hey, I'm not against your right as as uh, U.S. citizens to, 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 to state what your, what your challenges are. I'm telling you, we're not going to disgrace or, or dishonor the American flag to be able to do that. There's different places to, be, to make it happen. So trying to make sure that he's clear to them, he's communicating to the media, which is one thing, but he's also sitting down with his team and talking to them directly behind closed doors and, and ha trying to have an open discussion about this stuff. And I think, to me, he's one of the few people, actually, I think, whether you agree with, with his take on it or not, I think from a leadership standpoint, to me, He's one of the few people who's kind of taken the, the, the proper stance and that's kind of taken head on versus a lot of other folks are kind of ducking and dodging and everything else and aren't really, to me, aren't leading the way leaders should, should lead in these kind of situations. They're, they're, they're afraid. Well, one of the things that you've done as an owner is you, whether you like it or not, you're in that leadership role. And so you got to do some of these things. And, and the things you say, things you do, have a tremendous impact on your team. Your team is listening. They do hear you. And you got to be able to be the one leading these kind of things. So the example you gave, Jack, is a great idea about ways to kind of pull people together. Let's talk about this stuff. Let's talk about ways that political correctness is, 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 is doing good or harming our business. 
whether it be internally as employees, whether it be us dealing with our, our customers, what kind of things is it not helping us with? How do we get better at these things? Be a very very good discussion to have. Sure, it, would it, it wouldn't be different. It wouldn't be a one time discussion. It'd be kind of, let's get started. Get that going. get the dialogue I, kind of started. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's evolving. It's you know I can think back to the '60s and that was evolving. That that came out of uh, you know uh, a lot of disgruntlement and unsettling uh, issues you know, with the war in Vietnam and the like. So there was tremendous protestations, and while they were happening at its peak. You would wonder, like, God, will this ever end? Cities were being burned, and, and uh, you know, National Guard was coming out with rifles and students killed, and it was like, my God, is this the end of the country? But it ran its course, and we had some nice peaceful decades here with the lumps that normally come, but basically this will run its course too because it's, it's just fundamentally flawed. It's fundamentally flawed. It is. And this is, uh, like I said, the opening of the show here, Jack, this is a topic we've discussed a little bit before, discussed again today. It's it's a difficult topic to cover in just an hour. So we kind of put some more th- things out there, gave some, I think, pretty good examples, some recent examples of things, give people some, some more food for thought. But the real key message here and encouragement is we're talking to the owners of the businesses is to start to have these kind of discussions as part of your company. Because the benefits of having open communication to talk about a lot of these things, give people a safe haven outside of maybe their, their, their closest friends and families to be able to go to the workplace to have this kind of discussion I think is very, very important to the growth. And that's how we're going to change the world. We'll start with changing our world, which will then impact the folks that they're good, dealing good with. Good point, kind of go Adam. There, you know? Very good point. So I want to thank you for joining us in this week's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We invite you to tune in every Wednesday from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern. If you have questions before our next show, you can email them at radio at MaximumVP.com. Hit us up on Twitter at, at MaximumVP, at JackMMVP, or at Adam Sonhalter. Or give us a call, 877-849-0670. Hey, we, uh, we really enjoy our clients, and we enjoy our listening audience. So uh, glad you're here tonight, and hopefully we'll see you more often. If you missed any part of the show, check out the archive programs on WINT Radio or go on to iTunes and you can, you can subscribe to our podcast there and leave, a, uh, leave a, a review when you're there. So learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com.